place, God. We pray for all those that are sick and at home watching. We lift them up to you, God. God, we pray for Pastor Rick tonight that he would have a word from you. God, we thank you and love you and all you do. In Jesus' name, amen.
your family of faith this evening.
All right, all right, all right. We're going to take up the offering real quick, so um, I don't have much to say on that. Just remember that everything we have is because the Lord has given it to us. Amen? I know in my life I haven't earned anything. There's a lot of things I've done to disqualify myself from earning things. But he didn't care about that kind of thing. He said, I'm going to give it to you anyway. He said that he's going to bless the descendants of Abraham, right? And we've been grafted in and adopted as children, as the sons of Abraham, and so we get the blessing. Amen? We're going to keep on believing and praising God for what he does that we didn't earn. That's just in my heart. So I'm going to go ahead and pray over the offering, and you can bring it up if you got it. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you've given us. We know that by your goodness, you've given us all things. Because you've chosen to be good to your creation. You've chosen to be a good God, a loving God, not a harsh God or an enslaving God, but one who loves us enough to send your own son. We come and give back tonight, God. We show obedience in giving our tithe unto you and unto your church. We ask that you bless this seed, God, for you are able to multiply the seed 30, 60, and 100 fold. We pray that it reaches the depths of where it needs to go and that, Lord, you would be in the passing of it throughout. We thank you, God. I know that we're here today because you've given us grace. Your goodness is what we give you thanks for in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Bring that on down if you have it tonight. Couple quick announcements. Nothing new here, I don't think. Uh, we got 21 dares, dares, days of, of prayer going on, so uh, keep up with that. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, hun, but uh, Pastor Kylan has called us to, to fast one day a week, right, for the next three weeks. So up to you. Let's do that. Let's really dig in and see what the Lord can do when we put his spirit first and maybe stuff that flesh down a little bit. Some of us have more flesh to stuff down than others so that was a joke on me so <laughs> Mike got it all right uh also marriage nights we got coming up we're gonna have some some uh well some marriage nights get together and talk about what the word says about godly marriage that's uh February 11th and February 18th sign up is in the back and then youth hangouts we've got fourth Wednesday of the month, so that's just a reminder. We ain't quite there yet, so keep that in the back of your mind for those of you who have youth or teach the youth, okay? Other than that, as you can see, Pastor Kylan's not able to be with us tonight, so we've got Brother Rick Burks coming up, brother from Dayton. He's going to come up and share the word. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love coming to this church. 
I do. I, I, I really do. I, I, I love being here. Um, so I don't know if you consider me family, but I consider you family. So you're just stuck with me, whether you like it or not. It's, I'm already claiming you, you know. Yeah. I already tell folks, that's my family over there. So <clears throat> it is awesome to be here today. Uh, thank, thank you guys for allowing me to be here. Thank you for setting the stand shorter than, you know, what, I get it, you know, it's okay, you know, I think Brother Judah, it was down below his belt buckle, you know, but uh, <laughs> it is up to my stomach, you know, so uh, how many people are just, just excited to know Jesus today? Amen, amen, yeah, let's, let's give the Lord a hand for it. hallelujah, you should be, you should be excited, you know, I've been, uh, at some other churches, and, and, and everybody is just excited about the year, and I think they should be. Anybody excited about 2022? Amen. Anybody believe that, hey, you know what? I believe it's going to be a great year for me. Anybody believe that? Everybody okay with that? You know, can we get a hallelujah amen on that? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, I mean, I'm, I'm pumped about it, and, 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 and the Lord, you know, he spoke to me, so I just want to dive right on into this. He said, you know what? You could be pumped about 2022. Nothing wrong with that. He said, but let me just tell you something. If you think the same way you used to think, 2022 is going to be just like 2021. Yeah. I said, wow, God, you know, <laughs> you know, wow, if I think the same way. And when I say that, and when he was saying that to me, just as far as any thinking that needs to change. Any thinking that doesn't line up with the word of God, you know, so there's some things that, yeah, that we, we got, you know, right and it's good and, and it doesn't need to change. But if we get real honest, most of us got something, just a little bit. Anybody there with me? You, you got something. Yeah. And that's what he was talking to me about. He was like, listen, if, if you think the same way in those areas, he said, then what do you think 2022 is going to do for you? And I said, well, God, what, what, what are you saying to me? He says, listen, and you guys said it in the, in the song, and God spoke to me. He says, listen, it's going to be in his faithfulness. Can we say amen to that? It, you, you, you sung it, you know, great is your faithfulness. You've never failed me yet. And I'm telling you, if there's something that needs to change in your life, or in your family's life, or, or someone in your, that you love, or even on the job, or whatever it is, even if it's in the church, I'm here to tell you, it's going to happen by his faithfulness. Can we say amen to that? So you know what we don't need to become? A bunch of spiritual bullies. We don't need to become that. We don't need to become that. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, you know what? My job is to love you. That's it. My job is to love you. That's it. My job is not to try to make you do as I do. Now, that's not my job. That's not my job. Now, I got some kids. Now, that's a whole nother story, you know. The, 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 the people, the kids that eat up my food and suck up my heat and, you know, get in my bed at 3 in the morning. And, and next thing you know, there's, there's five of us in the bed. Now, that's different, you know. They are to do as I say for them to do. Because my children. How many people in here are children of the Most High God? 
So guess what? Just like I or you as good parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whatever, you have an expectation of the children. Well, we're, if you're saved, the Bible says you've now received the power. Somebody say power. power. To become the sons and daughters of God. And that's what the Bible says. And so since you are sons, if you are children of God, then guess what? He's got an expectation too. And, and, it's, and it is not for us to do as we think or do as we feel. I did this series at my church on, on you, what you think and what you feel. What does that have to do with Christianity? You know, because a lot of times we will get caught up in how we think or how we feel. Anybody ever been there? You know, my wife lets me know all the time, you know. <laughs> this is not about what you think, you know. Okay, all right, all right, you know. Uh, and and, and she's, we, we joke like that, we tease. But, but, the, but the Lord really just spoke some things to me regarding that, that there has to be a change. Somebody say change. There has to be a change, but the change has to line up with the Word of God. Can we say amen to that? So this is not about, listen, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that I just, I'm just going to be honest with you, I'm uncomfortable with. And if you live in this world today, I'm sure regardless of where you're at in life, there's probably stuff out there that you are just uncomfortable with. You know, and let me tell you, I get exposed to a lot of it. You know, I'm in Bakken's on Sunday mornings, which is a completely different environment. Then I'm in Dayton Sunday evenings and, and everywhere in between. So I get a chance to experience it all sometimes. And I'm just going to tell you, there's a lot of stuff that I'm uncomfortable with. There's, there's sins that people do that I'm going, I don't even know how you got caught up in that. I don't even know how that's appealing to you. But God still requires that I love those people. He still requires that, you know what, I treat them like human beings. Even if they don't regard themselves as that, you know. I'm still supposed to change uh, or treat them the way that God expects me to treat them. Can we say amen to that? But you know what that requires? That requires for me to change. Somebody say change. Why? Because... In my flesh, I'm just going to be honest, I don't feel like treating people the way they should be treated all the time. I'm just being honest. You know, now that's probably just me, you know. Urbana probably doesn't have that problem, you know. But some days I'm like, I, no, I don't understand you. I don't know why you're doing what you're doing. It's wrong, you know. But the Lord says, do I treat you that way? I said, no, God, you don't. He said, do I come at you like that? I said, no, you don't. You're always treating me good. You're always thinking the best of me. You're always loving me. You're always supporting me. You're always encouraging me. When I fall down, you're, you're the first one to say, come on, get back up. You know, if I, if I do something I shouldn't do, if I ask for forgiveness, you're the first one to forgive me. You're always like that. And he says, yeah. He says, and my spirit is on the inside of you. So guess what you can do? You can be like that, God. Come on, let's say amen to that. Yeah. And so, and so, so I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about this year, and I'm going, you know what? I, 
you know, how I think and how I feel is really beside the point. There are people out here that, you know what, they have, listen, people have been through some treatment and, and experienced some things that, you know what, we can't even fathom. We can't, we can't even go there. And some of us have been through some things. Some of us have been, and, and the thing is, some of us, we've been delivered for so long that sometimes we kind of forget what it's like what it's like. We forget, you know, the struggles. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, the pressures and struggles in life, man, it's a lot. You know, I was just reading some statistics and they were just saying how many people are stressed out. You know, kids are stressed out nowadays. Our oldest son came to me one day and uh, he's in this coding thing and, and I don't understand half of it. I just pay for it. But, you know, he's in this coding thing and, and he's, he's doing really well. And one day he, for, he, he didn't forget. He chose not to do some of the extra assignments. And our agreement was you're going to do all those assignments. If I'm paying the money, if I'm paying all the money, you're going to do all the assignments. Any parents understand that line of thinking, you know? So, so he hadn't done some of the assignments. And I didn't know. I hadn't, even, I hadn't checked. But he knew. And it was so funny because normally I let him be, and, and this was during a break, and, and he was in the kitchen, and I just happened to come down there. I said, you know what? I'm going to hang out with my boy today, you know? So I come and sit down. I got my iPad. He's got his laptop. And here's the thing. He's scared to death because... He knows he hasn't done these assignments like he's supposed to. I have no idea, you know. I just want to hang out with my son, you know. And he's sitting there, and he's looking at me, and he's looking down, he's looking at me, and I'm like, okay, something's wrong, you know. So, yeah, 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 something's afoot, you know. So I said, so, hey, man, what's going on? And he's like, Daddy, I'm just stressed. I'm just stressed. And I'm going, stressed? I said, man, you're 13. What do you have to be? What bills do you have? You know, who, who are you responsible for? You know, well, you know, how are you stressed? You know, and he's, oh, I'm just stressed. I'm just stressed. And, and, and come to find out, he just hadn't done those extra assignments. So he was scared that I was going to find out about that and he was going to get in trouble. And I said, boy, let me tell you something. You're not stressed, okay? Let's just get that understood, you know. You're feeling what happens when you don't do what you're supposed to do and, and it's the fear of getting caught and it's the fear of punishment. I said, that's what you got going on. But it got me to thinking. There's a lot of folks that are stressed. I mean, you know, we turn on the TV, and, and my God, I, I'm just going to tell you, I don't even turn on the TV anymore. I, I just refuse to be filled with what the world wants me to be filled with. Anybody there? Can we say amen to that? You know, I, I think I have a choice in what fills me. You know, and so I, I just don't watch a lot of TV anymore because, because everything is so negative and everything is so, well, if you feel this way, if you think this way. But I begin to look at the Bible, and in Proverbs 25, 28, I'm not just rambling. I am going somewhere with this. Um, but in the book of Proverbs, you know, let me get the King James Version. Uh, Proverbs 25, and I want to look at... 28, I believe that's what I want. And again, we're talking about going forward this year. I know a lot of times uh, uh, the church, you know, we, 
we claim, you know, oh, this is my year. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but, but if you are unwilling to change, if you're unwilling to take a look at yourself, and especially the things that you're comfortable with, if you're unwilling to, to look at those things, let me tell you, there's not going to be much breakthrough. And if we're not careful, the church will get comfortable with just getting by, you know, just barely making it. But how, do you, how many people know we're not people of the just get by? We are above and not beneath. We're overcomers. You know, the Bible says that we're more than conquerors. So it's time that, you know what, the church lives that, talks it, walks it, thinks it, and, 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 and govern their life based on that. Can we say amen to that? Well, part of that is buying in, believing, and changing what is necessary. But here's what the Bible says in Proverbs 25, 28. It says, he that have no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. So in other words, he, uh, uh, like a city that has no walls, in other words, unprotected, that's how a man or a woman is who has no self-control. You know, uh, 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 they set themselves up for trouble. And I'm telling you, we live in a time today where the world just wants you to act based on how you feel, what you think. It doesn't matter what anybody, it doesn't matter what the Bible says. If that's how you feel, if that's how you think, if that's what makes you happy, then you go with it. But that is not the life of a believer. Can we say amen to that? You know, leave it up to, leave it up to my kids, especially the two little ones, the four and six-year-old. They'd eat candy all day. But how many people know that's not a good thing for them, you know? And what kind of father, what kind of parent would I be to just say, okay, go ahead, you know? I wouldn't be a very good one. So this, again, is not about how we think, how we feel, but it's about a lifestyle, a lifestyle that is committed to God and doing things his way. Can we say amen to that? So you know what? I'm just going to tell you, you are chosen. Look at your neighbor and say you're chosen. You, cause, and let me tell you how I know that. Because you exist in this time. You, you, listen, you weren't born in the 1700s. You know, you weren't born, you know, as so, you were born in this age. So God is saying, listen, I have chosen you. I trust you to be my ambassador. Can we say amen to that? In other words, you represent God. You represent God. I represent. So you know what? Every moment of my life, I'm just a walking representation of Jesus Christ. Every moment. It's not just when I'm in a pulpit. It's when I'm at the gas station. You know, it's when I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up. Uh, maybe to the, to, the, to, the, to the pump and somebody cuts in front of me, you know, I'm still a representation of Jesus Christ, you know. It's when I'm on the highway and somebody cuts me off, you know, and then when we get neck and neck, I look over and they look over and they tell me I'm number one. Got that, huh? 
I'm still a representation of Jesus Christ. It's when I see that person that has different political views than me, you know, I'm still a representation of Jesus Christ. It's that person, even when I'm talking with that person and, and, and they live a different lifestyle, they have different sexual preferences, I'm still a representation of Jesus Christ. So now the question becomes, when people see me, when people see you, do they want to go to church? Or do they say, that's the reason I don't go to church? See, that's the question we need to ask ourselves. When somebody sees me, you know, do they, you know, <clears throat> how many of you guys know Pastor Phil Walker uh, at the uh, Kitten Church? Let me tell you what my big brother in the faith does. We go places. He'll show up to Dayton. We'll, we'll meet up, hang out or whatever, you know, whatever we're doing. And, and, and he'll want me to introduce him to different people. And when I do, every time he leaves, people are like, man, that guy right there, oh, he's just awesome, you know. And, and, and I'm going to be honest. I'm going... You never said that about me, you know. <laughs> Aren't I at least okay, you know what I mean? And I mean, even it doesn't matter. It can be a very successful business, over, uh, business owner. I've introduced him to guys that are really multimillionaires, and I've taken him into the hood where I get my hair cut, you know, and, and he's walked in that barbershop. And I'm talking about guys that, these, you don't want to mess with these guys, okay? You just want to keep your head down and keep it moving, but... These guys, hey, how's that one guy doing? And I'm like, which guy? Man, you know the one guy, man, the guy that you brought in, the short guy, you know, and, and he's just full of energy. And I said, so you're not talking about me? No, not you, you know, the other guy, you know. And I'm going, wow, everywhere this man goes, you know, he leaves this impression you know, that sticks with people. I mean, I got people that haven't seen that guy in over a year, and they'll still ask me, hey, how's the one guy doing? You, you know, the one preacher, you know. And I'm like, man, I, I saw a lot hanging around the preachers, man. You know, which one? You know the happy one. Oh, yeah, Pastor Phil, yeah, 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 you know. But you know what? He understands something. He understands he's a representation of Jesus Christ. And he doesn't allow his situation or circumstances to change that. He doesn't allow what somebody else thinks or somebody else feels or what they do. That takes nothing away from who he is. And I'm here to tell you, it's the same with you. It's okay. It's okay. If you meet somebody and they have the complete opposite lifestyle of what you two have, hey, it doesn't stop the love of God flowing from you. Matter of fact, that's probably why that person is in your presence. So they can see. So they can see. You ever wonder sometimes why certain people, you know, come into your life? Certain people cross your path. Certain people you work with. Now, most of the time we say, man, these people get on my nerves. You know what I'm saying? But those are probably the people that God says, trust you. I trust you. It would be like this. My son, one of my sons was born premature. So for a while, he had some conditions we had to deal with. And let's say I came to you and said, now listen, 
This is what's going on with Chris right now. And I, I just shared with you, you know, just defaults that he's dealing with. I would expect you to act accordingly. You know, what I wouldn't expect you to do is mistreat him, abuse him, you know, talk about him, reject him. Because I've just exposed to you some defaults that he has. Now, I, I don't even really know you, but I just think that if I did that, you would treat my son great. Well, what do you think God is doing? What do you think God is doing when you come across certain people, you know, that you can't understand? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to you. It's maybe nothing that you've even dealt with. But you know what God is doing? He said, I trust you. I trust you. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe that I can set this person in front of you with all their defects, defaults, lacks, issues. I can set them around you, and you will show them the love that comes from me. Can we say amen to that? Yeah. How awesome that is that God would say, I trust you. I trust you to be my representative. I trust you to go before me. You know, when, when, when people are ambassadors, you know, of countries, you know, they represent that country. And do you know they live based on the country that they represent, even though they're in a foreign land? That just sound familiar. <laughs> We're, this is a foreign land to us. Can we say amen to that? How many people here are saved? Okay, well, this is foreign soil for you. We're only here for a little while. You know, your citizenship is in heaven. Can we say amen to that? So regardless of how people live here, see, this is going to set you free. Regardless of how people live here, you still, I still live based on where my citizenship is. Can we say amen to that? So you know what? When I get that deep inside of me, and I got scripture, man. We're gonna, I got scripture. But when I get that deep inside of me, you know what? I'm not easily offended. And that's what the Bible says I should be. Really, I should be unoffendable. Can we say amen to that? So you know what? Hey, uh, uh, and, and this doesn't, listen, this might sound mean, but, but God's not falling off his throne just because somebody makes a decision that doesn't line up with his will. Now, he desires that all would not perish. But guess what? Some people are going to choose. But you know what God does? He still loves. He reigns on the just and the unjust. Is he excusing sin? Absolutely not. But he's showing love. He's going to the extreme. He's going to the extent, listen, I'm going to keep loving you. I'm going to, you know, that was a song. I'm going to keep on loving you. you probably, should, <laughs> probably shouldn't be saying that. Pastor Connor's probably going to call me. What are you doing singing that? <laughs> but that's what he does. He just keeps loving us. You understand? Nobody's getting away with anything. You know, and sometimes we take that mentality. You know, well, we need to tell them so they don't get away with it. Is that your job? 
No. Our jobs are to love people. Our jobs are to be a representation <clears throat> of Jesus Christ. So in order to do that, we have to do a Romans 12 and 2. You know, so in the Bible, Romans, you know what, I'll, I'll read verses 1 and 2. But Romans chapter 12, and I, and I know you guys know this stuff. I mean, I know you guys get taught very well here. You have the, I nicknamed Pastor Kylan theologian, you know. You, you guys have the theologian. Man, I have never seen a guy, man, you could talk almost about anything. And he can go into the history, the origin, you know, when it initially started. And I'm like, okay, man, just like a walking, you know, encyclopedia. But Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And again, I'm talking about living a life. 2022, having expectations that are great. And you know what? We should. But we can't have stinking thinking. We can't listen. We, we cannot have, you know, love doesn't think anything ill will toward one another. You know that? So just because I see somebody get on TV and have views that I totally disagree with, I don't think any ill will toward them. You know, matter of fact, they move up a little higher on my prayer list. <laughs> you know, yeah, let me put that person a little higher. Let me pray for them first or second, you know. But, 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 but that's what I do because my, my passion and my desire is not to control them. Because you know what? God's not controlling us. Because if he were, we would all do right. We would all do right. And, I, you know, we sing songs, and I hear people say things like, God is in control. And I, yeah, I, yeah, but, but now what do you mean when you say that? You know, what exactly do you mean? Because if you think God is in control of what's happening out there, then you know what? He deserves an F because it's horrible out there. But the Bible says that there is a God of this world, and it's Satan. That's right. He's the prince of this world, you know. So, so I like to make that distinction because I'm like, well, everything that's happening is not just God's doing. You know, people have choices. He says, I set before you this day, you know, life and death, blessings and curses. You choose. Now, that's what the Bible says. So people are out here making choices. And unfortunately, not everybody's making the right choice. And even the people that make the right choice, they don't always make it every single moment of the day, you know, except for my wife. So in case you're watching, got to get that in there, you know what I mean? Got to get those, those brownie points. Romans 12, I'm going to wrap this up here. Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you, that ye, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So you know what? This is the expectation. Paul is saying, I urge you that you present yourselves, dedicating all of yourself, is what he's saying, dedicating all of you, setting you apart. Why? For, for the living of holiness. It says, it says that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy. Somebody say holy. holy. 
That's who you are. That's what you are. That's in the very essence of the, your DNA makeup. Because let me tell you something. When you got born again, you're not who you used to be. Can we say amen to that? And see, the world is system, the devil, carnality, all of that stuff does not want you to realize that you are something different. That you, that you know what, I, I, I teach my kids, I say, you know, when you, get, when you guys got saved, do you realize that the power of sin was broken from off of your life? So do you know you don't have to sin? They're looking at me, you know. I said, yeah. This is daddy, so we could actually go a day without sinning? Brother, you could do more than that. But I like sharing that because do you know there's a lot of people that don't believe that? They don't think like that. They just assume, you know, every day I'm going to do something wrong. Why would you think that? If you've been born again, somebody say born again. If you've been born again, let me tell you something. There is something, there is a power that death couldn't even stop that's connected to you. So if death can't stop it, man, I mean, what can? You know, that's the same, that power that Jesus Christ has. We, it's, we, we're connected to that. It's in us, yes. So you know what? I don't have to sin every day. You know what? I start thinking, God, today is just a great day. God, I'm going to have a good day no matter what happens. God, I'm going to live sin-free today. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to live sin-free today. I speak those things. Why not? What's wrong with that? You know, does any of that go against the Bible? You know, the Bible says we've all sinned. Yes, we have. But it doesn't say we're all going to continue to sin all the time, every day. It doesn't say that. The Bible calls me holy. Now, how are you going to be uh, holy and a sinner at the same time? You're not. So it says here, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Mm which is your rational, logical act of worship. That's what that is. Presenting your bodies holy and acceptable to God, that is what God expects us to do, and it's part of our worship. That's one way we worship God, presenting ourselves holy. So guess what? When we see people, and whether they're in our family, whether somebody on television, somebody out at the store, living a different lifestyle, living in sin. It's not that we excuse it, but let me tell you something. We got to love people. We got to love them. Some people, that's, do you know most folks, that's all they're really looking for is love and attention? That's why they do. I'm not going to pick on anybody, and I'm not, so let me be clear. I'm not picking on, belittling. But I have a cousin that I raised as a daughter. And one day she told me, she said, I'm a lesbian. I said, really? She said, yep, I'm a lesbian. You know, she said, I'm gay, you know. And I mean, she just kept going. I'm like, well, I heard you the first three, four times, okay? You know, I, I got it, okay. You know, I didn't say anything to her, you know, whatever. I said, um, Lord, you got to tell me what to do now. 
And then the Lord gave me a word of knowledge. I said, okay. Gave me some wisdom. And I said, um, do you know what lesbians do? And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, and I didn't get, you know, I didn't use bad language or nothing like that. I just began to tell her what, you know, two women would do, you know, in a, in a, in a lust situation. And um, good thing I got an old convertible. Good thing I was driving that old convertible. This girl looks at me and starts to vomit. <laughs> I had to pull over on the side of the road, and she's sitting there, and she's got long, pretty hair. You know, I'm like leaning over, holding her hair while she, you know. And I told her, I said, let me tell you something. You just revealed to me how much you are thirsting and longing for attention. And I said, she was in school, high school at that time. And I said, let me ask you a question. The, the type of girl that you just described, you know, the type of girls, do people pay a lot of attention to them? And she said, yes. I said, do they kind of stand out? She said, yes. I said, they got their own little group and they're, they're, they, they got a support group from one another. And she said, yes. I said, so what you're telling me is that's what you need. You need a support group. You need some attention. You need some recognition. She kind of looked and she said, well, yeah. Now, I know every situation is not going to work like that. But I'm just telling you, I could have said, what? How dare you? You know, I could have disowned her. I could have mistreated her. I could have stopped talking to her. I could have gotten into some debate about how you're born versus what I, I could have gotten into all of that. But I decided, let me go to love. How many people know God is love? So I'm going, I want to show her love. So I can't show her love without going to the Father, because he is love. He is love. So I started with him first, instead of what I think or how I feel. Because what I think or how I felt, I ain't going to even lie to you. That would, it would have turned out different. You know, I'm, I'm just being honest. I would have said and handled that situation totally different. Meaning well. Meaning well. So now we got a church that I believe means well. But guess what we don't do? We don't go to love first. Now, you guys need to know something. This is not my message. This, I'm doing this on the fly. You got to know that. I got a whole nother thing that I wanted to uh, get into. So, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident, I'm fully persuaded that God's way is the best way. Do you know that's how Mary, the mother of Jesus, do you know that's how she was blessed? Because she believed that what God said, it would happen. And the Bible says she was blessed for that. So guess what we need to do? Let's put ourselves in the path of blessing. If God says pray for your enemies, guess what? Pray for them. Yeah. If God says love, then guess what? Let's just love. Well, but they're, they're wrong. I understand that. I understand that. You know, but how is what you've been doing working for you? We're so at odds today, and I'm talking about the church. I'm not talking about the world. I expect the world, I expect sinners to do what they do. That doesn't surprise me, you know. You read something in the news, you know, well, you know. 
That's what sinners do. But the church, that's the one that gets my attention sometimes. You know, we're so caught up in who's a Democrat, who's a Republican, who's a police officer, who's non-police, who's black, who's white, who's vaccinated, who's unvaccinated, that you know what? We're not even leading souls to Christ anymore. We're so caught up in that. We want to know that first. You know, did you get the jab? You know, <laughs> that's what we want to know first. And here, I'm here to tell you, you listen, that's not my call. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say one way or the other. If that's what you think you need to do, do it. If you don't, no, I don't need to, okay, don't. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going there, you know, because, 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 I, I, I find that, that you really, what we try to do, and, and I'm done, but what we try to do, we have sometimes as the church, we have the makings of a bad marriage. One of the things I learned about marriage, and I, I, not that I've been married, you know, longer than anybody in here, but one of the things I've learned that I shouldn't do is try to make my wife live based on my experiences and what I've been through. My wife grew up in the suburbs, and she grew up in a real nice area. Guess what? I didn't grow up like that. <laughs> I grew up, man, I mean, there was a, no, every car in the parking lot was broken down, you know. It was almost like a salvage yard is what it really was, you know. You know, there wasn't grass in our parks. It was concrete, you know. She didn't grow up like that. So guess what? I have things like my mom for example she was determined that you know what we may live in the ghetto but we're not going to act ghetto that was her mindset so guess what outside of our apartment building was a total wreck but when you went inside of our apartment you would almost go wow I wouldn't have guessed it looked like that in here <laughs> you know because we cleaned every day every day every day we were not allowed to go outside until our rooms were clean. Don't care, you know. Didn't care if it took you all day to clean, you know. You got 10 minutes of uh, daylight, so you better make the best of it, you know. That's just how she was. Well, my wife wasn't raised like that. So guess what? We get married, and that first week, I'm like, um, babe, <laughs> sweetie, uh, you going to clean? <laughs> and she's like, uh, ex you know, I got my wife's black. Excuse me, you know. And I said, you gonna clean? Um, I've worked all week. I'm going shopping. How I grew up, you can't leave the house until you clean. How she grew up, well, we'll clean when we get time. So, how many people know that was a rough? beginning you know well here's what I found I was trying to make her live according to what I've been through and so why do I share that story well you know I'll just be honest with you I was with a group of pastors all of them were black and one pastor was sharing how his son died of COVID wow the other pastor was sharing how uh, some of his deacons his one deacon in particular both his sisters died and uh, the niece died of COVID. And then 
one of the other deacons, her brother, died of COVID. And I mean, he was just going down the list and, and, and down the list. And I, was, and I was like, wow. But then one day I was meeting with some pastors in Bakken's, all of which were white. Totally different experience. So you know what I don't do? I don't go to Bakken's and speak to that group based off what this other group is dealing with or going through. And guess what? I don't go to Dayton and speak to them based on what this other group is experiencing. I don't do that. I learned in my marriage. Well, you're going to start some problems with that. It's best to just love people, accept them for where they are. Does that mean we accept sin or excuse? You know, No, no, no. We're just showing them the love of God. We're praying for them. We're being an encourager to them. We're being an example because we are ambassadors, representations of Jesus. That's, that's what we're doing. And then guess what? When God gives me a word, you know, I can speak it. When, God said, when I say, God, how do you want me to address this situation? He tells me. And I do exactly what he says. If he says, come hard, I come hard. If he says, be gentle, I'm gentle. If he says, say nothing, I say nothing. Why? Because he's love. He is love. He doesn't just love us. He actually is love. So I let him be my guide instead of me doing what I think or what I feel. So in this year, 2022, I believe this can be a great year. How many people believe that? Amen. But you know what? We got to change the way we think. If there's anything in us that's not subject to the word of God, the will of God, that's not good. That's not good. So you know what? How about I pray? How about I end this in a prayer? Would it be okay if I pray for you guys? So I'm just going to pray for you. You can just remain where you are. But I'm going to pray, you know, just God's blessing. You know, and if there's an area that needs to change, I'm going to pray that he exposes that. Now, if he exposes that, how many people are going to do something about it? Okay, great. Father, in the name of Jesus, I am so humbled today to be before this group of people. I consider them family. I know that they are family. I love each and every one of them, even the ones that didn't make it tonight. I love them so much. And I desire your will, your blessing over their life. So, God, you said I could decree and declare a thing, and it would come to pass. So, Father, I just decree and declare blessing for this congregation, even the ones that are not here, over the pastors, over everyone that is connected and affiliated with this church. God, I just speak blessing over them right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that people will begin to think bigger, believe bigger, expect bigger, because it's not about them, it's about you. We say you are a big God. So guess what? We're going to expect big things. Now, God, I know that's different for different people. There's some family reconciliation that needs to take place. I speak that in the name of Jesus. God, there's some folks that are struggling with their past. God, I thank you right now 
that not only have you forgiven them, but you've teach them, taught them how to forgive themselves. And so that's not going to be an issue anymore. God, I thank you. There are folks in here that struggle with dealing with certain situations that they're not comfortable with. God, I thank you that your anointing is greater than that feeling of being uncomfortable. And I thank you, Father, that you have blessed them and loosed them out to just show your love. Now, I speak healing over this congregation right now. Physical healing, mental, spiritual, financial healing. I speak it in every form in Jesus' name. And I, yes, God, and I just curse every spirit of bitterness, unforgiveness, doubt, condemnation, fear. I bind these things up right now and I cast them out and I lose power, love, and a sound mind. And I thank you for being affiliated with such a great group of men and women. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. How about we give the Lord a hand praise today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, that's all I'm going to, I feel like that's all the Holy Ghost wants me to do. So uh, is there anything else that needs to take place so I could just dismiss? You are dismissed.